Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. This is the Wendy's Big Show with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, former Badger and Packers running back Gary Ellerson, and the inventor of the Lambo Leap, Leroy Butler. Served up hot and fresh, live from the G. Wagner Plumbing Studios. Another fun one. Last hour of the show here on the Big Show Radio Network. Thanks for tuning in. And you got a special, special treat right now with a Packer legend named Jordy Nelson. How are we doing? Yeah, we're doing good, Jordy. Thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, really appreciate it. And uh, this segment, of course, brought to you by Network Health Insurance and Associated Builders and Contractors of Wisconsin Apprenticeship Program. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. For more info, call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Uh, first things first, I guess, Jordy, your thoughts on, on what you saw in the uh, NFC uh, championship game between the Packers and the Buccaneers and the Packers obviously coming up on the losing end. Yeah, um, disappointed, honestly. I mean, everything was, as um, Aaron had mentioned, I think even after last year and pretty much every one of our NFC championship games is that he wanted to get one in Lambeau and have that opportunity and just as a team, they weren't able to capitalize, um, kind of missed opportunities all across the board. I think um, if you look at it uh, from some execution on defense, but then the defense uh, stepped up and got the turnovers in the second half, and then the, the offense wasn't able to capitalize off those turnovers as well as they did um, in the first half. So it's kind of the thing that they were making plays, but they weren't complimenting each other, I guess, and allowing that snowball and that momentum uh, to build, uh, especially when you look at the second half when they got the interception. So um, I think for the most part, just missed opportunities and uh, let another one slip away. Jordan Leroy Butler here. Glad to have you on. Uh, before I want to get into some more Super Bowl 45 talk, because I think you probably could have been the MVP. People may not know that, but we'll get into that in a second. I mean, what do you say to uh, a guy like Devontae Adams, when every time you look up it's a guy underneath and a guy over top of you, do you just stick with it and eventually you'll get your opportunity? Or is it demoralizing to always see two guys on you when you're the featured guy? Uh, I think what I would tell him is the ultimate respect factor. Um, it's, it's not enjoyable. I think for the most part through my career, when I got to that point, um, we still had 
Randall and James and then Devontae coming up as a young kid. And um, mm-hmm. so it was hard to do that against us. I think through my career in Green Bay, we were always three, if not four deep um, across the board, especially if you throw in Jermichael as a tight end. Um, you have those other guys that can be successful. Obviously, that's why you see the opportunities that Valdez Scantling had in the game and throughout the season is when you get into playoff time, the defenses change. They, they change. They they become a little bit more focused on the key players. They, they want you to try to beat you left-handed um, and with your second and third options. So that's why you see a lot of guys that, you know, you might not hear about too much throughout the year or not as consistently as they'd like um, step up and have big games. I mean, Devontae did that for us our rookie year against Dallas. Um, I was able to do that in our Super Bowl run uh, through the playoffs, um, being the, probably the fourth guy, honestly, with our receiver crew. If you, when you look at Donald and Greg and James and myself, um, those are the guys that have to step up and make plays. And MBS did it in this game. They just needed some more of them. Yeah, Gary, I got to follow up real quick. I want to follow up today. Let's go back to the draft. When they drafted Jordan Love, I mean, did you um, – Want another receiver? Did you think they should have gotten a receiver? What was your reaction uh, when the draft happened this past draft? I was shocked by the way that the direction they went. Um, obviously, people have tried to compare it to Aaron's situation. And with Brett, I, I think it's different. Um, Aaron fell all the way to Ted. And the draft pick that they had in the first round, they didn't have to move up to go get him. Um, I, you know, I think... Aaron was at a different point in his career than where Brett might have been. But at the same time, I think one thing Ted Thompson did, obviously, um, through our career and kind of the mark he always left with us was he always drafted receivers. Um, we told that to young guys pretty much every spring when we were in there doing off-season workouts and OTAs that when the draft was coming around, it's like no matter how good we are in this room, guys, don't – don't think for one second he's not going to go draft a receiver. Now, obviously he didn't do it in the first round, but if you look at the history of Ted's second and third round picks at receiver, and I think even Jermichael might have been a third round uh, tight end. Um, if you look at the perimeter players that he brought in in those rounds, you know we kept stacking those successes, and guys were able to develop, learn under the older guys, and, and come through. So. They just kind of hit a little roll there in a couple and then got kind of young with just Devontae and then um, Valdez Cantley and Lazard and um, Equinidia St. Brown and those guys. So it just needs to get built back up to where these guys can develop. They don't feel the pressure on them in year two or one of being a number two or three guy that they can develop. Um, I was a huge, I was very fortunate in that my rookie year to be able to sit back and be the fourth or fifth receiver and, you know, kind of spot play, get your feet wet a little bit make your splash plays here and there, and then develop and um, be more of a foundation player for him. You know, Jordan, Gary Olson here, you, you probably know Aaron Rodgers probably as better as anybody and, and feels like a very emotional guy. And a lot of people are talking about the interview from last night, well, from after the game, where, where, where he was talking just a little bit about coming back next year, players not coming back. But from my understanding, the team always changes every year. Your thoughts on Rodgers and the comments afterwards? You're correct with your last statement there. Like The, the team will change every year. Um, but there is so much emotion after that last game, not only probably with Aaron, but everyone in that locker room. 
Um, if you look back, if I can think back to the, the NFC, and not just the NFC Championship games that we were in, but any playoff run we were in, there wasn't one year that we got in the playoffs thinking, all right, well, let's hopefully win this one. If not, then, you know, it wasn't meant to be. Like, we always thought that we were going to make a run all the way to the Super Bowl. And someone told me in the facility one time, he said, he truly, one of the, is actually Rob Davis when he was our player development guy. He was like, you guys truly believe this year because he can always tell the mindset of the team based off of if they're already um, booking their, um, shipping their cars out with Rob. Because um, they'd go to him, he'd have like the connection or who to contact and how to set it up to, you know, ship your cars to Florida or California or whatever for the off season. He said sometimes you can tell the team's not truly thinking they're going to make a run because they'll start making those plans, you know, week 16, 17 or the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> and there was a couple years he's like, yeah, you guys truly believed it because no one was making those plans yet. So I'm sure that's the way it was with this team. They were playing extremely well, um, thinking that they could make a run all the way through. And it is that abrupt end. And I was talking about it with my wife um this week and it's the abrupt into a season is never fun and then you start thinking about what all you have to get through what all you have to do to get back to an opportunity to do it again um to be one game away and then you start thinking all right now i gotta go through off season hopefully i don't you know do something to hurt myself there now i gotta go through otas training camp preseason games i then get through 16 now possibly 17 regular season games to get back to an opportunity to have a chance to do this again. I think that's where it, um, it hurts the, the most and where I think I started to appreciate the Super Bowl we won more and more after every playoff run we didn't make it back to another one and understand how, how hard it is. I've tried to explain to people, obviously Tom is an extreme outlier, as um, we know. I mean, He's played 21 seasons, but you got to think one season he didn't play because of his ACL he tore in the first week. So he's made it to the Super Bowl 10 out of 20 years of actually playing a full season. He has a 50%. That's insane. And people like look at that and think that's the norm, and it's definitely not. So um, him and the Patriots have kind of messed with everyone's minds on how easy it is to get back. Um, but it, it's extremely difficult to be one of the last two and then the last one standing. So. I think that's where a lot of the emotion comes from. And as you become an older guy, you know, I don't want to say his time's running out, but it, eventually you're not going to be playing anymore. And every year that goes by where you don't get it, don't get back or don't win another one, you, you know, it just gets harder and harder. Talking with Jordy Nelson here as, uh, again, we look back uh, 10 years ago, the Packers won the Super Bowl, took out the Steelers, uh, and it's brought to you by Network Health Insurance and Associated Builders and Contractors of Wisconsin Apprenticeship Program here on the Wendy's Big Show. Did you and Aaron uh, or the other guys ever have that conversation after you won that Super Bowl about, yeah, we're going to get back again. We got the guys. We'll, we'll get back here again. We got to get that second one. Did those conversations ever happen after that win? I don't think there was ever conversations about it. We knew that was the the goal every year. Um, when you play for the Packers, I mean, you can have good years, but uh, I don't think it's a, a successful year unless you win a championship. And I don't think there's too many guys, if any, that would argue with that. Um, the way that organization's set up, the facilities you have, everything in it, the, um, the players that they have in the locker room each and every year, um, you know, it's not a goal, you know, it's, it's a stepping stone to make it to the playoffs, but it's the, the end goal is to win a Super Bowl. Um, you can have good years, you can have quality years, but to me, a successful year is when you come home with the championship. So, um, 
I don't think we ever had the conversation because you knew that was the goal. And then once you get one, I know a lot of conversation afterwards from media and outside was, you know, once they get one, will they get complacent? And it's far from that because you understand how fun it is to win it, how great it is to win it, and you you want another one um, just as bad, if not more, than you do the first one because you kind of want to prove that it, you know, it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't, you know, we got lucky or whatever, that we were a very quality team that, you know, we're, we were good for a long time, just weren't able to finish it off um, a couple other times. Hey, Jody, now let's get back to your game in the in the Super Bowl, because this is amazing. Uh, and you had 15 targets. Now, I mean, put that in. Now, this is a couple on. This was 10 years ago. That's a lot of targets. Nine catches, 140 yards, and a touchdown. But my question, Greg Jennings had seven targets, four catches, for 64 yards, but he had two touchdowns. Which one would you take right now? In the nine for 141 score, 15 targets, or four for 64 and two touchdowns? Uh, I'll stick with mine. Um, the second <laughs> touchdown would, would be nice, but uh, I'll take the nine for 140. I had a couple miscues in there. I'm sure everyone knows. Hey, don't even bring hands. that up. Don't bring that yeah. up. Hence why I don't ever – I have yet to watch the Super Bowl because of that. I want to stay on the positive mindset and enjoy it. So, um, but it goes back to what I said earlier. I mean, obviously they were focused mm-hmm. on Greg. Um, Ike Taylor followed him around. Mm-hmm. Um, outside, inside, left and right, all over the place. So um, it's what your your next couple guys um, do. And then once Donald went down with his ankle injury, uh, it just forced me to play more. And um, thankfully, uh, Jimmy Robinson, our coach, had me prepared through the whole season. And kind of my ever since I got to Green Bay was to learn all the positions. So if something were to go down like that, I could have played the X, I could have played the Z, I could have moved inside and played Zebra. Um, you know, so that's where how quick things can change um, from maybe going and playing, you know, 20 snaps to getting 15 targets. So, um, yeah. yeah, it was it was obviously a very enjoyable game, something that happened so fast you really truly don't um, think about it in the moment. I remember sitting in the halftime and Jimmy was kind of – our coach was kind of freaking out a little bit because Donald went down, so he brought out the playbook and was trying to flip through all the pages in the locker room, which <laughs> at the Super Bowl you have 30 to 45 minutes of halftime because of all the nonsense that goes on in the halftime show. And I'm just, like, looking at him like, Coach, I'm good. Like, I got it. The same stuff we ran all year. Like, I know it. Uh, I, there's not going to be an issue. So um, I was very confident getting thrown out there um, that I, I wasn't going to, you know – have a mistake or not know what to do and um luckily Aaron trusted me enough and even after my miscues to continue to come back and was able to make some big plays and help us win a championship one, you know, one they, play they, I do they, real quick Gary I'm gonna finish before I forget one play I apologize Gary one play against Carolina you ran a post corner post and it was off a of play action I think it was like 80 yards or something when do you know that second move you have the safety? Is it when he turns his hips or when he doesn't backpedal fast? When do you know I got the safety where I want him? Um, I see we're talking about the deep shots that Aaron and I connected on quite a few times. And honestly, for me, when they went cover two, I was 90% sure we had them already. Um, nice. It was one of those things that's interesting – the way they're talking about the Chiefs and how they're trying to get these guys to run the ball. And one way to do that is you, you know, a lot of defenses will go to cover two and the numbers are 
and kind of their advantage against the pass, and then for the offense, the numbers in the box lean 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 you towards towards running. But for us, Coach McCarthy and them drew up some great shot plays to defeat the cover two. Because once we won the Super Bowl, obviously that was their goal was to shut down Aaron and our receiving core and force us to run. I, there was one year; it might have been the year we went 15 and one, but the amount of cover two or two man that we saw was ridiculous. Like we didn't even hardly look at the scouting reports going into a game because then we knew later we're going to play us completely different than what they were as a normal defense. But mm. to answer your question, when I'd line up and we'd see that cover two, as one of like both probably my, Aaron and myself, our eyes lit up. We knew it was a matchup because I had inside release. And once I got square on him, I, you know, like I said, it was 90, 95% sure I was going to get him. But like you said, once you hit that corner and he flips those hips, especially oh, if he, he turns, if he opens up, he still has a chance. But if he were, if he for some reason speed turns out of it to go to the sideline, then you for oh, sure. Oh boy! Knew it. it was it was a walk-in touchdown. If he nice. opened his hips up and went with you, you still had a chance. He still had a chance to speed turn out of it. But um, I think any receiver would take that with all due respect, Leroy. I think anyone, any receiver would take that matchup. You know, real quick, talk a little bit about though Mike McCarthy and his offense. I mean, because you look at the offense right now, they're scoring over thirty points a game. But the, the offense that you guys had under Mike McCarthy, I, I thought that was a very explosive offense. I just thought maybe at the end of this thing with the Green Bay Packers, Mike just wasn't given enough credit for what he had done with that team offensively. One hundred percent. I think that goes, um, yeah, through Mike's whole career there, of. Um, not getting enough credit for what he was producing, not only wins and losses, but um, the points consistently we were putting up offensively. Uh, it was it was clockwork for us. And to be honest with you, I mean, he would, like I said, he'd come in with some creative stuff, but it was us just fine-tuning the basic stuff of his offense and what he brought with the West Coast from San Francisco. And, you know, we, we ran a lot of the similar stuff, but we fine-tuned it to what personnel we had. But, if you would go into a game plan week, and um, by the time we got to Friday, a lot of the stuff that Aaron narrowed down to run on Sundays, and what if Mike asked us on Sunday what we wanted, it was back to square one and the basic stuff that we had just fine-tuned. And it just put us in great spots to be successful. It was the one-on-one opportunities outside that we all truly believed that we could beat the corner that was lined up across from you. And then Aaron had the opportunity to sit there and find his matchup that he liked because like I said earlier we'd have three four guys out there um I remember playing in Atlanta and Mike came out of halftime I was like all right we're going five wide the whole time because we knew eventually they would run out of DBs they didn't have the DBs that could match up if it was four wide with your Michael or if it was five wide as a whole um and then let Aaron just get the ball out of his hands and us go make plays so I think Mike really um was creative and did everything he needed to do to maximize the personnel he had um, and utilize all of it. He is Jordy Nelson, and of course, uh, remembering back 10 years ago when the Packers beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl. Jordy, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Have a good afternoon. You bet you take care. There is Jordy Nelson on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider's hiring drivers right now. For more info, call him 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. He, of course, brought to you by Network Health Insurance and Associated Builders and Contractors of Wisconsin Apprenticeship Program. There is Jordy Nelson. Uh, and while we were having Jordy Nelson on, Aaron Rodgers was on with the Pat McAfee Show. We'll get to that and more of your calls as well straight ahead here on the Wendy's Big Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hyundai. 